Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Chris Spockman hanging out in Beale City with, well, just some of the Beale City boys, a bunch of the seniors on the football team. I got Jamison Latham, Bennett Gildy, Josh Wilson, Jack Fussman all here with me. And going back to Friday, uh, first thing I got to ask you about is that endless drive that they had to start the game. I think I had it for 19 plays, and you guys know my stats. They're not the, they're not the most accurate out there. But what was going through your mind when you were going through that drive? I, mean, I guess, Jack, you might have been on the sideline watching that one. Some were you play or no, you were out there for that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was out there, and we actually had a decently long drive right before, too. So, I mean, I felt like we were on the field forever with no breaks, no timeouts or anything, and it was hot. Yeah, what about you, Josh? What do you remember? Definitely. It was. It took us a long time to get back on offense, and felt like we had a couple opportunities on defense where there was a couple fourth downs that we missed, but... Yeah, and, and Parker played a great game at his defensive yeah. end spot. But yeah, he had that mistake there on the offsides. And Bennett, what do you remember about that first drive? Oh, it was it was a lot, but uh, <laughs> it was I mean it was pretty exciting. But you got to like the third set of first downs for him, and you're like, geez, we need to stop here. Um, but thankfully, we got him. Otherwise, it would have been it would have just kept on going. And by the time you got to that 18th, 19th play, you were. You were pretty gassed. Yeah, Jameson, what do you remember about that? How much would that have changed if they maybe were able to complete that drive? Well, I think if they completed it, I think we would have been pretty worried because, you know, we got the ball first, and they got the ball at half, and by then, the time they would have scored that second on their first drive, second drive of the game, there was only, what, like nine minutes left in the second quarter <laughs> yeah. already? I mean, that's what a possession for each team pretty much, and you start to get worried at that point when they get the ball again up a score. Yeah, for those people that didn't listen, they ultimately turned it over on downs. I think they had like a fourth and six and maybe had like a four-yard completion down to the five-yard line, and you guys got it over and then had a nice run, bad snap. You know, Fussman, you kind of bailed things out. And then were you guys shocked at how wide open that screen play was for Jamison that went 87 yards? For sure. <laughs> I mean, you don't have very many plays like that that are – that wide open, yep. but I mean, right when I saw he had the ball and there was about three guys in front of him, and not a single one was in blue. And now, that's for sure, would you turn to kind of because that's one where you're you're trying to get everybody going the other way as a quarterback as well, and at the last moment you just kind of turn and flick it. What was going through? What what would you just kind of freak freak out when you saw all that white over there? Yeah, I mean, when you see that much open area, you're just kind of like, oh, it's not that's not supposed to be that wide open. Yeah, and Josh, were you you were on the other side of that play, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. And Bennett, you were the only one that kept up with Jameson, which I which I thought was great. And poor Cooper McQueen, if you guys listen, I mistaked you know you the <laughs> two of you guys for each other a few times, and kudos to him for that as well. But I loved it because Jameson kind of outraced everybody, but then there you were like 20, 30 yards down the field making a block. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, it was. Uh, he's fast. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a little bit of a head start. I had, yeah, I had about a ten yard head start, and I I was like. I was like I gotta get. I gotta catch this at least one guy here, and just I know because him in the open field, it's you ain't catching him. So yeah. if I can just cut off that one guy, and then uh, you know, he'll do all the work from there. Yeah, and you probably had the best view if you were able to see it. How did he get by that other guy? Because I mean, I'm all the way across in the press box, and I thought for sure he was going to get pushed out of bounds. And then I was kind of describing it to to Jason McIntyre, my pleasant coach, earlier that you were like two strides, Jameson, in ten yards, and you just left that kid in the dust. Uh, did, did did you get to see that, Benny? Were you making that block? I mean, I I was like, I just got to get in front of this one guy, and then 
And then I see him, and I see this, uh, and that defender was kind of closing the angle, but um, I was like, I think Jameson's going to get him. and <laughs> He got him. Oh, uh, sure did. James would talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I was just got out there a little, took a minute, kind of acts like I was blocking, and turned around and saw Jack, and there's their entire defensive line and a couple linebackers right on him, and I was like, oh, I just got to get it there right over him, and catch the ball, and we're off to the races, and then get by Bennett's block, and they got one safety left, and he's kind of got, he's definitely got the angle on me, and I'm kind of slowing up, like, do I cut back, do I just burn by him, do I kind of slow down and um, give him a little something, and I chose to slow down a little bit, trying to give him a little stiff arm so he doesn't push me out of bounds, and after I got by that, I was like, Four inches from the sideline, a foot maybe. It was <laughs> stupid close, and then there was no one else even remotely close after that, so kind of just tried it in the end zone. And after the game the last two years, I'm going to start with you on this one, Jack. Were you guys ever comfortable up 20-0? to zero? Because last year they were up 20-0. to zero. You came back. The year before that it was 22-21. Were you guys just kind of waiting for them to punch one in, kind of get that going? Yeah, I mean, we definitely knew they were a good team, so that, I mean, you can't get content when you're up 20-0 at half even as big of a lead as it seems. But, you know, we watched them on film. We've played them the last two years close. And we know they're good, so you couldn't just sit on that lead at all. Yeah, Josh, where were you thinking at halftime? I mean, definitely. that That's what we were all thinking during half. We were preaching, don't let up. Yeah, stay on them. And, I mean, they still – they came out that first drive and scored on us, and we kind of, like – we kind of felt the moment I'm switching, but we knew that we were going to get them back. Yeah, bet it. Yeah, I, I mean – Jack came in, and uh, actually that was the first thing. We walked into the uh, locker room slash grass, and he was like, he's like, hey, all the same score last year. Like, we got we to gotta keep the pedal of the metal here. And, um, yeah, obviously, like Josh said, that they scored, but it was more like, hey, well, we can hang with these guys. We scored on them three times already, like. Let's keep the let's keep it moving a little bit. Yeah, but and as a team, there there's some big guys up front on that squad the last few years, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Now, Jameson, uh, y- your thoughts at halftime? Because it kind of you know maybe raining in the bucket here a little bit more. But talk about that. Yeah, I'd say what Josh said. I mean, we we're up twenty zip, and I'm starting to get comfortable. I mean, we had three scoring drives after that first one. The first one was good. We're feeling good. We, they didn't have anything on offense after that first drive too. Um, we get in there, I'm feeling confident. I think most of the guys are, but we're all preaching not to let up and stuff. And I would say I don't think I ever got nervous after that first drive the entire second half. And then we get out of halftime, they score that, and then we fumble and start to get a little nervous then. But after that, we scored, and we all knew it was game over. Yeah, I felt like after Josh had his interception and you guys were in such good field position, I felt like that, you know, not the nail in the coffin, but I feel like that was the rest of their momentum kind of coming out of the sails. Now, was there a player on their team that really stood out to you guys? And if you guys were like, no, no not really, that's fine. But is there a guy that stood out to you guys? Jo- Josh, that was Josh with the, hmm, if, if anybody could, couldn't hear there. I mean, like, 20 was pretty quick and fast. but And, you know, it, actually I think it was you and Cooper McQueen who put a good hit on him that yeah. kind of slowed him down the, the rest of the game, Bennett. Yeah. And now – 
Bennett, you had a play where they tried to hand it off up the middle. You hit the running back. Then you get horizontally down the field to make the tackle as well. And the only play that I could think that it ever reminded me of was a Benny Matthews play. who was a great name to be mentioned with a few years ago. They were trying to run it out to the outside. And instead of making the tackle, he just lit up the blocker. And then the blocker actually kind of laid out the quarterback. And so it was one of the best plays I've ever seen. That's what that kind of reminded me of. They're like, all right, run up the middle. Nope. Well, nope. Now I'm going to keep it. Nope. You still just kind of shut it down. Talk about that play a little bit and how much fun that is to make a play like that oh it's it's so much fun and being definitely being mentioned with Benny is like he's like you looked up to him I was a freshman when he was a senior and you looked up to him and you're like man I want to be like him but uh you are <laughs> and uh well and I watch I watch a lot of film with my dad on Saturdays and it's like it's like you're not going ball so well until the play is so the what's final whistle yeah, hey, a little bit. Hey, well, no, hey, that that's a Brett Heibel thing right there. Who calls the games with me? And I always like to tell people he tackled Walter Payton. You, you know what I mean? Back in his day after CMU, he always says, "No, no, no, no. you don't play to the whistle." He says, "You play to the end of the whistle." And so I like how you pointed that out, right? Because that's that's such a big deal. And if you don't have that attitude, I don't think you're able to make that play. Exactly. And I, I mean, he's a fast kid. I had to take a take a good angle, and I've been really Coach Martin does an excellent job at teaching us how to t- take a good angle and. uh I was happy. I was able to chase him down. I was pretty fired up afterwards. Yeah, do any of you guys remember that play? Did you kind of laugh when he uh, tackled two guys in one play, I guess I'll say? I don't particularly remember it, but what he said is pretty much true for himself and playing as fast as he does. It doesn't impress – I mean – it impresses you, but not surprised when he can make a play like that. (laughs) You've been seeing it for a few years now. And now, did you guys have a favorite play in the game? Like, I, th- I think that was my – like, the 87-yard touchdown was great, guys, but there was something about that play that I just absolutely love. Uh, what was the moment or a play that stuck out to you guys? We'll start with you, Jameson. Well, I've been kind of talking about this all weekend, but um, right before we scored our last touchdown, we were kind of talking to the players, and we actually told them where we gonna, were we going to run the play. And we actually got, like, five yards on it or so, and next play we told them – running the same play right at them, and their outside linebacker and safety both come up to stop the jet sweep that they think's coming. And we have the jet sweep motion coming, and we run pot pass and sneak right by them for the last score, and they were kind of turning hey, around like. You, you were wide open for uh, that. And actually, so that was kind of, you kind of stuck out your arms like, what, right. really? And I was, I was kind of wondering about that too. And so that was one of those, I'm like, are they talking smack to Latham? That might, that might not be a good, good idea <laughs> out there. <laughs> ben, is there something that sticks out to you? Um, I mean, it was probably that, I thought that one play that we talked about before yep. was cool, but I really liked the screen pass. Because it, was, <laughs> it was like, I mean, especially because, I was watching Jameson's feed, and it was – I thought he stepped out. I was like, oh, man. But then he just kept on running, and it was one of those things where, like, it gave you just tons of momentum, and it was like, man, we just we just had the first punch. Like, here we go. There's all the nerves going. How about you, Josh? I, I would have to say uh, Owen McKenney's touchdown catch. Ooh, yeah, he went up and got that one. The kid, yep. yeah. Well, and, Jack, I got to give some credit to you. You did that a couple times on the first drive – Josh had one-on-one coverage, and you gave him a chance to, to go up and get it, and he did. And it's kind of the same thing with Owen. I think, you you know, the athletes that you got, you want to give them a chance to make a play, don't you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I can just get the ball in the air and give him a shot at it, I mean, it doesn't burn me very many times at all just to give him a shot to make a play, and most times they make the plays. Yep, and now I want to ask you guys about this. Shepard, we started covering them on Thursday. They were ahead 7-0. We had the lightning delay, the lightning delay. And we obviously wanted to see that Beale city Ravana gave the way as they ended up having the one-point the one game falling to Elmont by 130-29. to 29. 
How tough would that be? How tough is that if you guys have been in that situation when you're out there playing, the game gets stops, you have to maybe move it to another day, it gets postponed. How, how difficult is something like that? And like I said, whether it's baseball or football, like I said, I'm sure you guys have experienced it somewhere. Thinking about it, I'm not sure we really have experienced You guys, you got, well, I'm knocking on yeah, the, knock the fake on wood, wood here, yeah. I don't think we've really ever had a game get stopped and then keep going and I can only imagine how tough it would be for them. Yeah, how yeah, how difficult would that be? I think it'd be I mean it'd be very difficult, but I mean the three guys along uh that are alongside of me, I mean they do a great job of leading and Caden Smith, he also I mean he's injured right now, but he does a great job of coaching guys up and getting them fired up and ready to go. Yeah, I was looking at the stats of all of you guys coming back last year and everything, and it's just, man, you know, you know just bonkers to think about. You know, you got you guys here, then you got Lane Gross, then you get it just – I'm like, man, Caden's, Caden's coming back, and he's one of the top athletes on this squad. And now, what was it like walking off a field, or what is it like walking off the field after a win like that? Well, um, I think going back into the locker room after we were all done celebrating with the team was – Probably the most excited, most fun time we've had in a while because, like, oh, we just beat a good team pretty handily. We got a couple of guys hurt, and they're starting to come back, and we have don't have – not to distress common, but we don't have a good of opponent coming back, and we're starting to get into our schedule, get into the rhythm, and we're feeling good. And we were just hanging out in the locker room for a while, listening to music, and it was a good time. I It felt really good, and I was, I was really happy that uh, – we had a lot of young guys step up, you yep. know, like Kane and Cooper. Uh, those guys played really, really well. I thought Weston and Luke also played really, really well, too. I did, did call their names. But, yeah, it was a completely new defensive line. You know, Jameson, you, you moved down there. So, I mean, you, you kind of moved, moved all over the place. But, yeah, when you guys got a totally new front up there, he said, you know, you guys are the returner. You know, mostly got the two linebackers back and most of the defensive backfield back. But how, how much – how good were they? And for people who don't know – Ravana's going to run the ball on pretty much everybody. So talk a little bit about their performance up front. They did. They did really, really, really well. I thought, I mean, Parker McDonald played that defensive end position really well. And they played, you know, we preached it in practice right before. Like, hey, you know, we got to be physical. You know, if we don't get physical, we're going to get pounded pretty good. But and yeah, they, Josh, they answered the bell. Um, Our defensive line-wise, they yeah. played incredible. I mean, they were just making plays, stuffing it up. Taking up blocks, it was easier for us linebackers to read and go make plays. Yeah, Jack, how difficult is that? To, like I said, that, that offense, if people haven't seen it, go look at the numbers they've put up the last couple of years. They can really move the football down the field. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously a solid team. We've seen them three years in a row, and they're a good program year in and year out. And we had a lot of new guys on the D-line. I mean, I might be mistaken, but Jameson might be the only returner, and it's his first year on the D-line. But, I mean, I didn't think they really ran the ball with that much efficiency, and to get a team fighting behind the chains like that is huge. And now I asked uh, Jamison and Josh this question a, a couple weeks ago. I want to get you and Bennett's answer and then talk, you know, kind of with all of you guys about the second part of this question. Uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Jack. Imagine your high school life or everything with, with no sports. Oh, it would definitely be a lot different. I honestly don't even know what it would be like because it does consume – I mean, most all of my time, and it's obviously one of my biggest interests. So, I honestly don't even know what it would be like. <laughs> what about you, Bennett? I, I mean, I totally agree. It'd be like it, it, you definitely feel a little empty. Yeah. Be looking for something else to really do. 
Yeah, and both of you guys have good grades, I imagine, and, and not that you wouldn't be motivated otherwise, but how much does that motivate you actually in the classroom? I mean, it motivates you. I mean, but I try and get it, whether I'm playing the sport or not, but at the same time, it's like, hey, it'd be nice to have a – you guys have a four-pointer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> about you, Jack? Yeah, even outside of sports, try to keep the grades up because, you know, that is at the end of the day you're going to need them sometimes. So. Yeah, they should have heard Brad Jamison and uh, Josh, right? He said he'd have been farming, you know. <laughs> and now Fridays. Think about how different Fridays would be in Beale City with the school starting up. Like for Beale City school, the first week you guys are back, high school football is back. How how important do you guys think that is just for the environment, the camaraderie, the feel around the school? I think it definitely makes a huge impact. I mean, we get to school. First day of school is Thursday. It's game day already for JV. And then next day is varsity. Go to school, think about the game all day, play (laughs) football that night. So it's super exciting the school year by you Bennett I agree I think and I think a lot of people look forward to it you know because once you once you get to the end of the season it's like man what, what am I gonna do here yeah <laughs> Josh yeah I mean same thing as them and I think I said it last time too when we were talking about it just it's more than just the players ourselves it brings the whole community together as well everyone goes out watches it and so and J- you got anything to add Jack yeah I mean Definitely makes going back to school a little bit easier because it's a big thing to look forward to. I mean, it's something that you don't really understand what it feels like playing under those lights until you do it. You know, you're going to make me go back to that. What is that like playing under those lights here in Beale City? Because I always tell my friends that, you know, I got a bunch of friends that I went to college with that are, you know, all over the place that grew up in big cities and just have never been around small towns at all. And if they come out here to a game with me on a Friday, they're just like, it just, just feels different, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot of people in Beale City, but all of them here are pretty much in those stands on Friday nights. And, I mean, even going to away games, I mean, we travel. I mean, I thought we had a pretty good crowd there at Ravenna, and that's an hour and a half away, week one. And a horrible hike right now, too, with part of 66 closed and everything like that. That, that was a brutal drive there and back. Uh, Bennett, what, what about you? I, I totally agree with Jack. It's it's like all 150 people that live in Beale are up. <laughs> they're yeah. up on Friday at uh, seven in the stands, and they're and it gets pretty. Everyone's pretty fired up. You know, we look at uh, look back at our regional final game a couple years ago against Carson City when it was home, and it was. I mean, there wasn't a spot that was open anywhere. So I mean, it was crazy. And I always like to ask people, you know, what they learn on the field that they can't learn in the classroom. As the last question, I think I've asked you know a couple of you guys this before, but. You know, when you guys get older, what are your memories going to be from? Like I said, nothing wrong with going to school and getting good grades, but your memories are going to be what you guys did on the, f- the fields, the courts together, aren't they? Start with you, Jameson, I'm pointing. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> um, no, you're good. I mean, I'm always going to remember, especially this year, how much work we've done and the accomplishments that we made, especially during the football seasons, our run to the finals a couple years ago, all the wins that we've had, especially the big ones. The close games, I'm just not going to forget them. Yeah, I agree, especially because it's like, well, we've, playing, we've been playing since we we're about third or fourth grade, so it's, yeah. it's like all the work we put in all the summers, and, uh, you know, we actually got done playing baseball on June 20th. and back Rolled in right into it, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, you know, we enjoy every minute of it, and we get to all work together and pretty much three sports year-round, so <laughs> get to know each other pretty yeah. good. Josh? Yeah, I mean, you'll obviously remember all the – 
stuff on the field, like all the wins and accomplishments and stuff. But I mean, you'll also remember all the stuff in the on the practice field, on the bus rides, in the locker room, and all the stuff like that. Yeah, I'm with Josh. I think even just summer workouts to me, I think the energy's different. Locker room, bus rides. I mean, to me, I think that's the stuff I'll really remember and just, like, the bonds with the dudes that I probably wouldn't. You know, I'd probably still have a bond with them, but I don't think it'd be as strong if we didn't have football and all the other sports. And now one last question. You know, you kind of talked about Benny Matthews being a senior when you were a freshman. I'll drop some uh, some Beal City names here. Who was the one football player you looked up to growing up, Jameson? Oh, mine was easily Ben Matthews, too. We're um, pretty close outside of sports anyways, and we're already – Really close family friends, especially with his mom, too. So he's yeah. no doubt mine. And you, you might be the same, Benny, and I'll, I'll steal something here and say I think the, I talked about the hit that he had, the greatest run that I've ever seen. I'm sure you guys all remember the run that he had up in, in Joburg. And I, I don't know if I'll ever see a run like that at another level where he makes a couple moves and then he just bowled over that kid. I look like poor little me out there trying to tackle one of you guys. He just bowled over him and took off to the end zone. So I, I think that's the greatest offensive play that I've ever seen as well. But is that the guy for you? Uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe probably Wade, I would say. He I, was, hey, I, I don't mind you switching it up. And Wade's Wade's the guy because you could play running back a lot of other places, and Wade ended up moving in to play that guard, and that's kind of what you've done your whole career. And he was just – he just got – he always fired you up, and he was hitting – and. From day one, he was he was going to hit you pretty good. <laughs> he hit you a few times? Uh-huh. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Um, I'd have to say Wade as well, especially since him being my brother, playing with him created a bigger bond than just our brotherhood. We could connect on so many different levels as well. Yeah, but you playing a number of different positions with him getting switched around. You, you could never complain about it because you'd have to hear it from him probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jack? Um, I'm going to go a little bit older and – I'm going to say Chase Rollin. I mean, when we were in, like, elementary school and you'd come to the football games and it would be 35-0 at half and Chase would probably have four touchdowns by then. I mean, it definitely gets you fired up about football at a young age. But more recently, I'd probably say Benny just because the way he played the game. I mean, he was 120% all the time. Do you remember uh, Rollins' kickoff return up at the Uperdome when they played Munising? Yep. I say that. So that, that was one of the first games I ever got to call on the radio. Kurt Wilson was still there, and so we went up there. And I actually still have the audio of that. I'll play it for you. You guys will laugh your butts off at how I sounded <laughs> way, way back then. But thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, you guys take on Ross Common. For anybody who hasn't come watch you guys this year, you guys are four seniors. Two of you are uh, four-year varsity players. The other two, I guess you guys are probably up as freshmen uh, in the playoff run too, weren't you? So I can say all of you guys are four-year varsity players. you got a bunch of them. If you haven't watched the Aggies last couple of years, you got to come watch this senior class this year. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.